to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview two-time Grammy nominee and Grammy Award winner from Nagasaki, Japan, Keita Ogawa. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange. Today, we got Kinta, right? Did I say it wrong? Kinta. I screwed up already. Wow. <laughs> I got Kinta okay. here. <laughs> well, Kinta, can you please introduce yourself to the people? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, this is Kinta Ogawa. I'm a drummer, percussionist uh, from Japan, uh, from Nagasaki, Japan, and been in. I've been living in the States for 15 years and uh, uh, performing a bunch of different people traveling around the world before COVID. Not right now. Yes. Okay. That's me. Yeah. So where did you go to school? Uh, I went to uh, Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Okay. Yep. And anyone there was your main teacher? Uh, my mentor uh, was uh, Jamie Haddad. Uh, he's a great percussion player and drummer. He um, played with Paul Simon and I mean so many people. And he was he was a big influence. Yeah, at the time, I mean, yeah, really. Okay. Well, yep. I'm proud to say I know of you from playing with Charlie Hunter uh, and yeah. the Grammy Award winning group. Snarky Puppy. Yes. And I'm also jealous that you have a deal with Vickford as a percussionist. So congrats <laughs> on that endorsement also. So <laughs> thank could, you. Before we get into anything else on that, how did you get, how did the puppy get involved with you? Or did you reach out to them? Were you with them from uh, the get-go? Oh, um, it's, uh, so... When I moved to New York, which uh, it was 2008, and uh, I think I met Mike Mike Lee, um, who is leading the band and the bass player. I met Mike Lee first uh, in a studio in Cleveland, Ohio. I think it was like a 2009. And I was uh, on a tour with a different band, with a, a trumpet player, Dominic Farinach, and my mentor, Jamie Haddad, he's from Cleveland, Ohio. And he, I talked to him, you know, before coming into uh, Cleveland. And, and he called me, hey, man, um, I'm in the studio. And why don't you come to stop by the studio and play uh, Pandero for the one tune? So I went to the studio. And Mike Lee was playing bass with him. And then Jamie just met Mike Lee. He didn't know him. And, but he was uh, going to move to New York soon. So Jamie, he's kind of like a, you know, um, group person. So he always kind of, you know, grew the per- people. It's really good at. So like he kind of, I think he saw like, you know, might be good opportunity to uh, Mike to see me and then me to see him. So, you know, I saw him, then we start talking and he, um, introduced his band like I have a snarky pu- band called Snarky Puppy. We just released a new album and blah blah blah. So then we kind of start, you know, kind of um, 
exchanged numbers and we played together in the studio and I told him, hey man, just, you know, when you move to New York, just let's play together. And then, you know, he hit me up when he moved to New York and then slowly we kind of like start playing together, you know, wedding bands and different like gigs and, you know, small project and stuff like that. That's a beginning, you know. Understood, yeah. Was Family Dinner the first one you were on? No, uh, first uh, first album I was on is called Ground Up. Ground which Up, recorded, okay, yes. Recorded in the Brooklyn, yeah. Well, yep. okay. Well, I must say, first of all, anyone who had never seen that group perform live, that is probably the group of the decade, of last decade. Mm. I highly suggest you guys see it. And the one thing that's going to catch your attention is the improvisation. And you guys are tight. <laughs> the guy that's always playing set with you is nice, too. <laughs> <laughs> I give you that. And yeah. once again... Congrats for winning the what's for temporary album you right you won it for correct? Uh, Grammy yeah yeah oh, okay yeah thank you yeah I mean they're all great musicians I uh, I mean each members they're monsters in you know and the members amazing I agree on that and what about Charlie how did you get playing oh, with Charlie? So Charlie uh, this is kind of interesting. Um, so I, I mean, I know Charlie from you know long time ago. I mean, through the, all the his work, you know, and um, uh, I think Mike Lee, they actually work with Charlie some project. Also, Charlie was on a family dinner, right? Uh, I think second family dinner albums. So they were kind of working together at some point, Mike Lee and Charlie. And Charlie, he's kind of interesting person. He was checking out some YouTube stuff, you know, and he saw one of um, my YouTube video. I was playing drum set and percussions, one of a Canops drum set um, uh, promotional, promote, promote uh, video, whatever. I was looping some percussions and pin drums and Charlie was like, um, talk to Mike. Hey man, you know this guy, man? He's like, you know, <laughs> I, I found some YouTube and he, I found this guy. He's kind of cool print percussion and drums and blah, blah, blah. And Mike League was, dude, he's, he's my band member, <laughs> you know? So Mike League just uh, passed my number to Charlie and Charlie just contacted me. Hey man, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay. together. No, that's, yeah. That's networking at its finest, man. Exactly. Yeah. So then we kind of start playing together. It was kind of cool. So one other thing that since you brought up your YouTube stuff, when I look at your YouTube, are you making half of those instruments? Uh, not the half. I mean, uh, it's just small amount because like uh, I have so much instruments, but I make, yeah, I make some, some instruments and toys. Yeah. I mean, that's a talent itself. You want to go over one of those that you at least designed <laughs> or came up with? Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's all kind of like, um, I will say I pretty much inspire from the, you know, different instrument sounds. And, you know, when I travel, you know, people show some stuff and I kind of get inspired and go home and kind of make it, you know, my way to sound together. So there's like a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like I made some key chimes, which people go crazy. And uh, I, I made some like a stacks kind of looks like a chameleon faces and, you know, some, you know, bunch of mixed shells and bells and stuff like that. And some other drums, all kinds of stuff. 
Okay. Like I said, man, you're <laughs> multi-talented. It's uh, <laughs> so what made you get into jazz music? Well, um, I think um, I, I started playing drums at when I was 15 and, uh, you know, the beginning I was more into rock music. And then, then uh, I went to, I met this, my first mentor back in my hometown then when I was uh, high school. He was a jazz drummer and, and he kind of started teaching me. Um, that was like my first uh, drum lesson actually I had. And before I was just self-taught. And uh, so he showed some uh, jazz records and, you know, and that was kind of beginning introduced to jazz music, you know, it was completely different. Like all the, you know, I mean, it's jazz drumming is different than rock drumming and then touchy and then approach and then everything. It was different. So it was, it was cool, you know? Okay. Uh, who was the first guy you remember listening to as a jazz artist? Uh, actually it was, um, I think it was a, uh, either, I think it was a Jack Dijonet. It's, it's too modern, but like, Jack DeJohnette and um, Tony Williams. That was my kind of first jazz drummer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was too too modern, but yeah, that was my first. Okay. So what yeah. was your decision? I mean, to, to, what made you decide to study in America? I, should um, I think I always, since I was, since I was like a uh, child, I always kind of curious about the U.S., because um, my hometown um, is Nagasaki and in this, called the Sasebo City, which um, we had the American base. And so it's kind of close to the, to t- you know, um, have experience with American cultures, you know, and it was really close. And we had like in every, every Independence Day, we have like a festival uh, base open to the public. And we had like a music festival every year. So it was like always I come I was kind of curious so I um asked my mom when I was 6 years old I asked mom to um have a English lesson you know so I always curious to go to US and then when after I studied the music um I kind of wanted to go to study you know the music in the US okay I think yeah and your parents were okay with that well, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my, my parents actually divorced when I was five or six and, but I was with my, uh, with my ma- mother and she is always kind of, you know, encouraged me and, you know, let me do whatever I'm into it. So it was kind of, I, I was lucky. Yeah. Okay. So what is the difference between Nagasaki and New York City in terms of jazz? Well, I mean, it's definitely populations. <laughs> you know, it's uh, Nagasaki is pretty, pretty small uh, compared to the New York. And New York is a super big city. So many musicians and uh, different art and cultures. Um, I think it's, yeah, I mean, it, you, it's hard to, com- I mean, you can't compare. It's just like so different, you know. My, my hometown uh, has... Uh, by by the oceans and are surrounded by nature's mountains, so they had really good food and you know seafood and 
everything, but the music music is not really happening much compared to the New York, of course. Um, and of course, jazz scene, you know, it's really small a scene in Nagasaki. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you prefer it Boston scene, New York scene? Out of all the places you've been, what's when the city that stood out the most to you? Uh, I guess I think New York because that's why I'm still here, you know. Because um, so when I was in Boston, that was like uh, first city I live in the states, but that was like um, you know the reason was I I went to the school and they kind of noticed uh, New York and Boston. The difference is just. It's just different scene. Like, you know, when you tra- start to travel and play different um, venue or or around the world and music music festival, you notice like so many major artists from I mean, from New York. You know that that's why New York. I kind of you know like to be in New York. Understood. Understood. I love it here too, even with yeah. all the stuff going on. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> so. You were in the academic world and you're super successful in the real world. So what has been something you learned and from being in both? Um, yeah, it, it's kind of funny, you know, uh, the people I, I really appreciate and uh, I'm so grateful. The people say I'm successful. Uh, definitely like if I'm 18 years or even younger in you know, then I see my myself right now. I, I, I would say same thing, but like still there's lots of, lot to go I, to me, you know? I mean, what's, I, I always have a question, what's a successful, but um, I mean, you know, but I, I'm really appreciate, I mean, I'm, I feel like lucky to be in that kind of situation right now. And I learned so much, always learning, you know, so many things from the people I play with and then traveling and, you know, and other, the people I meet, it's, it's, a uh, it's amazing. It's, it's great thing, you know, and, uh, definitely I grow, grew, grew so much, you know? Mm-hmm. So as when you, you studied also in Japan before you came here, music, correct? Correct. Yes. So what did you expect of the jazz world before you came to America? Like, what was your opinion of it? What did you think of it? Oh, uh, I have I had no idea, actually, um, because I was young and I didn't know anything about I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to go to the U.S. to study. And I didn't expect any. I, I think at the time I didn't expect or like. Yeah, I have no, I had no idea what, you know, what was going to happen. <laughs> kind of shame, but like, so, but uh, also same time I was super excited too. Um, I didn't know anything about the jazz scene until I come here. And so, yeah. No, that's good, man. You're more adventurous than I, I must say. More brave. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is something you would tell someone going into music right now? Well, uh, do your best um, because whatever, I mean, any kind of, and not only the music, whatever you're going to do, just do hard and, and 
do your best and, and you know, uh, learn from the best and learn from, uh, you know, friends and people you love and you respect and, you know, start learn, practice. And then you get, you might get a job, you know? Might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, because like there's so many amazing people. I mean, I mean, amazing players, you know, un- unlimited, you know, but, uh, you know, there's only few people can make it. I think it, it's like, um, it doesn't matter how good you are. It's just like all combinations. Like sometimes you're lucky. I feel like I, I'm lucky, you know. I'm not, I feel like I, I don't feel like I'm the best percussion player, but like somehow I met the right person at the right moment. And also, I mean, of course I've been trying to do my best, but like every time. But, you know, you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. It's just yeah, like yeah. for a second it kind of hurt when you said that because, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, but you, you, you're you not going to get the gig without doing all those things, you know. That I agree with you 100%. You got to put yeah. in the leg work. Exactly, yeah. So what is something people seem to misunderstand about the music world? Uh, the music world, um, I think... Uh, it, it, it's kind of like um, I just listened to Yasushi's interview and I kind of agree what he said. Um, you know, every time I play and then after the show, I talk to the peop- uh, audience, you know, and they kind of envy you. Like, oh, you're, you know, I really envy you like because you, you get to, you know, go to so many different places and to see so many different words and, you know, how great you know, you can do, I mean, you can make a living with doing uh, what you love and blah, blah, blah. But I, this, it's not easy as you think, you know, this is like tough, of course. I mean, I love it. I love doing this, but I, you know, traveling so, so, so much, so many days and, you know, traveling long and, you know, we play gig is so short time and and you have to travel the next day and it's it's a tough life you know and then you sacrifice so much thing you know relationship with my families and every, everything you know so i mean i think people kind of misunderstood that part you know the hard part they only see it like a good part you know no that i agree I, with you on no i do yeah because like you said uh is half your family still in japan um, I mean, I have my wife and son here and other families in all, all other families in Japan. Mm, so that's hard on a lot more people than I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's something you noticed about the music scene that has changed recently? Oh, it's a big change. Um, especially my generation, I feel like I, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, I know the both scenes, I mean, both music scenes, because I grew up uh, listening music with a cassette tape and went to the CDs. And uh, also, I, you know, I lis- used to listen to like an LP, cassette tape, and like an analog to digital, you know, and then internet came and the whole music business and scene and it changed drastically, you know. It's like amazing how like things change in the 20 years, you know or like 25, last 25 years. So uh, now 
it's so hard to make the money playing the music in old ways. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not gonna. It's not same as it used to be. And um, you know, so many people can make music on the internet and then you know put on a YouTube or other other platform. You know, before we have to put the CDs, we have to make a CDs. But it's so different, you know. It changes. Even like uh, now, performance, you know, it's impossible to perform in uh, the real situations, you know, in front of real people. Now, kind of like uh, moving to uh, virtual, the live performance, or you know, these kind of thing. It, it, it's kind of, it's nuts, you know. No, I agree on that. I mean, when was the last time you bought a CD? Well, uh, actually, I bought a CDs. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. I, I get the CDs. Uh, I, I get a CD <clears throat> I played on. You know, people send me the CDs. But uh, I forgot. I don't remember the last time I bought the CD, actually, the physical CDs. Yeah, it's yeah, that's it's what I mean. crazy. It's like a thing of the past, and that was literally twenty yeah. years ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So yeah, how has Corona affected you? Um, it, it hit me. Uh, you know, I mean, like every like everybody, you know, I mean, it hits hard. Um, I lost uh pretty much everything. The gigs uh in this during this time and uh i was kind of you know upset and but in in april yeah what i'm gonna do you know how how, how am i gonna survive you know without the gig because that was like a main um main income source you know the performing but um it kind of you know slowly uh, try some different things and still surviving, but it's uh, it's not bad actually. I I've been doing the uh, um, remote recording sessions. I mean, uh, people send me the files and I you know over the percussion at my place. Mm-hmm. I've been doing like um, almost over ten years, so that's like not new things to me. I you know I just keep doing this you know and more online lessons, masterclass. And some sometimes like a online uh, live, like a percussion solo stuff like that. So yeah, that's yeah. gonna change the whole recording scene from now on. Right? Yeah. I don't even exactly. know if we're gonna record in person anymore at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Although I actually this uh, tomorrow I'm going to the studio first time after the COVID at the lockdown. I'm going to the studio playing with the real people. I'm so excited! <laughs> wow, look at that. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes. Later, you're gonna tell me what the project is and who's on it. I'm just curious. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't do it on yeah, yeah. Don't do it on <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Where do you think jazz will be in ten years? Well, 10 years, uh, definitely like the sound is, uh, I don't know, but the, the sound is going to be so different um, than, you know, what the jazz used to be. Uh, it's not a traditional jazz. The swing just it's not anymore, I guess. I mean, I, I'm sure there's like, a stu- you know, 
small um, amount of the people can play. But most like young generation people into more digital hip hop and not, uh, you know, combine it jazz elements and those stuff. So it, it sounds like, I think it sounds going to be like more um, groove oriented, you know, the musically, I think. And yeah, it's definitely like, but, but I, I guess people still call jazz, I guess, maybe. But sound is going to be different for sure. Yeah, okay. No problem. I'm just curious on that. So, do you have any young and upcoming artists coming up in Nagasaki that you know of? Uh, well, not that I know. Actually, um, there's one guy, I mean, the one young drummer, he's, I think he's uh, 22, 21. But uh, first time I met him was like 13 or 12. He was really good already at the time and he went to berkeley but some, uh, i think he didn't finish the berkeley he went back to japan he kind of playing in in japan right now but i it's kind of sad to see that because i kind of wanted to him to you know um stay in the u.s then come to the new york and then, you know um i kind of wanted to see that way so but uh is it Shiyun? i probably said his name wrong uh no, uh no no it's not the Shun. Oh, he's Shun. A, yeah he's he's from Hokkaido. He's not uh he's 28 now. He just turned 28 like a couple of days ago. I mean he's great man. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah he's he's a bad cat. Okay just curious. Yeah. Okay yeah yeah yeah. So do is there a lack of interest in jazz from the youth in Japan? Uh I think certain uh places has seen, you know, um, I think because especially like uh, where the um, Shun from in Hokkaido, there's a whole scenes, you know, keep the passing like to the young generation. So there's lots of like a great young um, talents coming up, keep going, you know, so I think. Okay. Well, have you been invited to play on any non-jazz recordings? Uh, yeah, actually a lot. Yeah. Okay. What are some of them? Uh, I've done, you know, I've done like pop stuff and, um, uh, I've done like, uh, world music, um, different, uh, Brazilian stuff. And, you know, I mean, as a percussionist, you got so many different type of the music, um, to play. Actually, thing on that, you did study in Brazil, correct? Correct. See, you're definitely more adventurous than I. I am jealous <laughs> of you on that. <laughs> Did you study with a samba school when you were down there? Not the samba school, but like uh, I study, uh, I study really good people. Um, uh, one of our um, uh, Pandero player, Cecilio Silva. He's uh, one of our guru, guru, like a traditional. I mean, it's like a more a traditional, modern way to play the Pandero, like a uh, Chorinho stuff. So, yeah, it was it was really great to correct my technique and uh, you know get into more pandero stuff and and then also I studied with Marcio Bahia who uh, play with um, who who is a drummer of uh, Hermeto Pascal. I don't know if you know him. I do. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of great people I met and, um, it's amazing experience. I, I stay three months and full Brazilian music for three months. It's a life change. Did you get to perform in Carnival? No, I, because I was in, uh, I was there in, uh, June, July, August. Okay. And yeah, Carnival was in February. February. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, 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 I went to, uh, uh, Mangueira, the samba schools and to, you know, they performed some, uh, you know, stuff. So I went to see them and it's amazing. Okay. I mean, like I said, jealous on that. And before I forget, <laughs> which pop stars did you perform with? Uh, name like two or three. Like, did you get to record with? Pop star? Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, I've done like, I I never uh, performed pop star in, I mean, the American pop star. I, I've done like um, Japanese uh pop singer in um, Japan. Okay. What's her so, name? I might check them out. Come on. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Misha, who, uh, who is, who live in Japan. She's a, she's a really big in Japan. Um, I, I play her album, I think two or three albums. And then two years ago, I did the Alina tour in Japan with her. And, um, so last year I, she performed in New York. So I played with her and, yeah. Oh, like I said, man, you're living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you could remove all the barriers, all the constraints, what type of project would you make and who would be on it? Um man, that's a that's hard questions actually. Um cuz uh I kind of want to make um two if I can do, if I can do anything, I think I kind of want to make two albums. One is like all my heroes, you know, and one is like really my gen, like a really close friends, you know, like uh, two albums, <laughs> different packs, you know. What would be the feel of the album? Just everything. What's that? What type of music? Oh yeah, I, I, I well um, can be. I mean. I don't want to, I don't want to categorize, but it can be anything. It's just like, um, yeah, it can be anything. I mean, pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would yeah. actually listen to that. And <laughs> what is the best compliment you ever received? Oh, I think, um, I think I got, um, one of the concerts, I forgot which one. But I think all the guy came to me after the show and he told me he's like a, he's like a big fan of like a percussion percussionist, I guess. And he said, like, uh, I've seen so many percussion play in my life. And then you are absolutely like one of the uniquest and like best percussion I've ever seen. That's he said to me. So I was like, oh, wow. OK, thank you. I mean, <laughs> That was a really big nice. compliment to me. Yeah. It is a big compliment. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. And who, did you ever get starstruck? Which artists have you performed with that made you go like, wow, I'm performing with them? Anybody? Oh, yeah. I mean, Yo-Yo uh, Ma. Shall I play Yo-Yo Ma? Yes. Okay, you win. I can't. Ever ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was like a beginning of my career in the states, actually. 
Yeah. Oh, so you just one of your first performances is with Yo Yo Ma, right? Just yeah, you know, like no big deal, right? <laughs> Man, I was like 24 years old, right? Right before finished the college. I mean, at Berkeley, and um, and uh, Jamie Jamie had that. He was uh, uh, he he was a he had a commitment like a, one of the cello uh, concerto the piece. He was working with a composer from Argentina, Osvaldo Gorihov, and Osvaldo wrote the cello concerto for the yo-yo. And it was there was a show, three concerts at the Boston Symphony Hall. It was Boston Symphony Orchestra. And originally, Jamie and Ciro Batista, two percussionists, was in a you know in that piece, and Ciro couldn't make it. And Jamie just you know offer. I mean, he just gave me to the gig. Uh, this gig, he was like, I went to his private lesson and he was like, hey man, I got gig for you. <laughs> you know? And Just like that? Yeah, he said, it was like that. And like I got that. Gig. He met Yo-Yo yeah. Ma. Yeah, I, was gig, I had a gig for you and, and it's going to be like uh, two months from now on and, and with Yo-Yo Ma. And I was like, oh, Yo-Yo Ma. I heard, I heard the name. I, it was kind of, you know, it's kind of shame. I didn't know who, who, who the Yo-Yo Ma was really, you know, at that moment. <laughs> I, it was, yeah, I know it's crazy, but like, oh shit, Yo-Yo Ma, he's he's famous, right? I guess. And then I kind of went back to home and kind of Google him, and then and noticed he's super star, you know. Uh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, I got, and it was Boston Symphony Orchestra. I was like, wow, like, you know, like the, one of the biggest orchestras in the world. Yeah, you know, so I was like, no big this deal. This is got a big gig, yeah. I was like, wow. But um, and let me guess, so, next week you're performing with Lang Lang, right? <laughs> no, it didn't go like that. I wish, you know, it didn't go like that. But anyway, yeah, I had a, I had a gig with Yo Yo the three three days, and uh, that was first, and then it was like, oh shit, amazing, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, some of these interviews just make me go, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of those that make me go, wow, okay. <laughs> I'll go continue making my indie projects on the side. <laughs> so, like I say, sir, so, gonna go yeah. to, is it true? I'm gonna ask you a question. It's actually okay. a statement that someone made, emailed All it right. to me. Okay. And you're gonna tell me, is it true or not? Sure. Young people see live music. Old people stay home and watch TV. All jazz fans are old, therefore... Um, I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. I don't think so, yeah. You gonna tell me yeah. why? It's curious. Oh, I mean, because I see the old people in the live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you see young yeah. people there, though? Young people. I mean, it depends on the, you know, depends on the um, the music. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, when you play, when you perform at the jazz club, you see so many old people's. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't know if I can say that. I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing to say, but I mean, but for, for I mean, you know, yeah, I do. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. You I know, know what you're saying. It's okay. And it's okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see much young people at the jazz club that like, sitting, you know, sitting jazz club, you know. And uh, when you perform in like uh, standing venues, you see lots of young people for sure. But it depends on the, you know, the venue, I guess. Yes, yeah, so I, I see the. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And that's one thing I do like about Snuggle Puppy because you guys attract a huge younger crowd. 
Yeah, but I actually I see like you know um, in the audience I see like uh, two generations together. You know, dad and son, and you know, mom and you know, daughter came to. I mean, family. You know, they come to see the show. Both are fans. That's amazing. That is great. <laughs> okay, so before we you go, we normally like to give a shout out and show our respects to the artists who came before us. So I'm going to tell you an instrument mm. and two artists. Choose okay. one and tell us why. On drum, uh, no, we'll, we'll do drums later. I'm Pica- ah, <laughs> trumpet. We're going to trumpet, yeah. Because I was right. going to do drums and then percussion, but we're going to go trumpet. Uh, Christian okay. Scott or Dave Douglas. Oh, say that again. First one, Christian Scott. Uh well, um, it's funny because like both actually, we never. Ah, uh, actually, I play with Christian um, on the live. Well, Christian, uh, Christian Scott. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I love his music and the energies and everything. Um, I love Dave too, but you know. I love Christian Scott. Okay, so on saxophone, Chris Potter or mm-hmm. Kenny Garrett? Uh, Chris Potter. Mask because uh, yeah. yeah, because um, first time I played with Chris uh, at the recording studio, and I mean his sound is so huge, and like, I mean it's really strong, and uh, every time I play with him, it's like really inspiring. It's so amazing to play with him. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I, ne- I never play with Kenny, so maybe, you know, once I have a chance to play with Kenny, I might change. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so hopefully you know. it's not all people you played with, so that's kind of biased. On bass, William Parker or mm. Dave Holland? Uh, Dave Holland. Okay. I love I love his compositions. Did you play with him also? No, I never uh, I never play with him, but uh, I've seen his uh, live shows many times. Okay. Yeah. Um, piano, Robert Glasper, mm-hmm. or Satuko Fuji. Uh, who who uh who who's the second? Is it, how you say Satoko? Saku. No. Yeah. That am I saying it wrong? Satoko Fuji? Yeah. Is, is it right? Yes, I believe that's right. You know, we'll just, I'll give you, we'll just do Herbie Hancock or Chick Korea. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's hard to choose. Um, uh, well, I kind of wanted to play both. <laughs> you can't play with both, man. You gotta exactly. choose one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Herbie Hancock. How come? Well, I mean, he's my one of my hero, and uh, I grew up listening to him, and I love it. I just love it, you know. That's my, one of my dreams. Okay. Yep. So on drums now. Whoa. We got Billy Hart or mm-hmm. Jonathan Blake. Oh, damn. Well, Jonathan, because uh, uh, we play different bands together uh. we record, you know we, we record it and i love his feels and i love his you know he i mean it's really Boo. It's really, yeah come on man he's a good friend of mine he's 
I love he, I love I love playing with him. Okay, fine. On percussion, okay. If you know these two, okay, Shelly E or Sydney Blackman. Oh, let me guess. You perform with both of them? No. Okay, good. (laughs) You said a Sheila E. Yes, Sheila E. Sheila, yeah. Whoa, that's a that's a whole different. I mean, they're two. They're totally different type of the drummers. Um, Well. I mean, the Cindy Blackman, because, I mean, she, I mean you know, because um, she, her approach is like, I don't know, I mean, it, I, it remind, I mean, it reminds me of Tony, you know. Okay. To, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to, yeah, she's amazing. No problem. Both amazing, though, you know. Okay. So... Could you tell the people your social media, your website, where to find you, how to contact you? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, my e, I have my website, uh, K-E-I-T-A-O-G-A-W-A.com, K-E-I-T-A-O-G-A.com, my website. And I have a Facebook page. I have a Instagram. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. My social media. Yeah, you can, people can reach me through the mess, messengers and Instagram uh direct message or my website and also i have a youtube channel too actually oh okay uh yeah. make sure to tag that on the thing also yes oh, okay well everyone thank you for joining us thank you for joining us sir it means a lot thank you thank you for having me and once again everyone this is leander from improv exchange thank you and have a good day adios sir that's that on jazz Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange.